You're now listening to a Rat House Production Podcast. For more podcasts like this, head to R-E-T-T-H-A-U-S dot net. Hey, you guys. It is MTR, also known as Matt the Rat, from Comics After Dark Podcast. You can find us at R-E-T-T-H-A-U-S dot net. And this is a That Hashtag Show exclusive with Rich Tommaso, the creator of Spy Seal as well as She-Wolf in both Image Comics. And I'm sure plenty, plenty more. How are you doing today, uh, good sir? Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time out to, uh, of your day to talk about uh, this particular comic, and I'm sure so much more. Let's go ahead real quick. Uh, what is your uh, background in comics? Well, I've been doing comics for about 24 years now. Um, I went to the Joe Kubert School way back in 89 um, for about a year, and then just started doing like self-publishing stuff, like self-published a bunch of mini-comics until I got something through at uh, Fanagraphics back in 93, and since then I've been working for various publishers. But yeah, it was way back. <laughs> I specifically went to Joe Kubert School instead of going to like any other college because I, I knew I wanted to do comic books specifically. So. What drew you to comics at, at, at whatever age it was? I always read comics, uh, mostly comic strips as a really little kid. I remember like even being in like first grade and trying to draw Snoopy and Charlie Brown and BC and all, all the comic strips that I looked at in the, in the paper. So it was, um, uh, Growing up, I was always into comic strips. That was the draw for me. Um, and I, But I did read Mad Magazine, too, in, in the 80s. And I really loved Sergio Aragonis. He would mostly do like either short strips or just draw like these really, really tiny little doodles in the margins of the of the comics. And when, when I heard that he had a comic book coming out, when I, I think I just stumbled across it. I was at a, a bookstore in the Rockaway Mall in New Jersey and, and, and bumped into this Screw the Wanderer comic. And I was like, oh, my God, that guy's doing a whole comic book now so that was like my odd like gateway into comic books and it actually uh with mentioning that it really does feel like you're submerging yourself in a comic strip when uh reading your comics in particular was that something you were aiming for or uh did it happen unintentionally I think I, I think I kind of made my way back into like comics that look more like comic strips, where you're you're seeing pretty much the the whole character in, in the sequential art. Um, in my early like early on when I was working at Fanographics, I would my my big inspiration back then, which would have been early '90s, would be guys like um, um, Charles Burns and Gary Panther and Dan Klaus. So I, I kind of focused. A lot of the characters were not always drawn like full body you know, shots. I would always do these close-ups and these medium shots because those guys, especially back then, seemed to draw mostly close-up shots of their characters. Um, but uh, yeah, as I met, as I went along, I think as I think when I got into when I got back into like Tintin comics around '98 when I drew um, the Horror of Collier County, that's when I started to think about like, oh, you know, I kind of want to draw more like the whole character, like have the whole character in there doing these actions and kind of thought back about doing like things in a more comic strip sort of way again. And with with this particular comic, it it was interesting because you jump into it, you're having this casual conversation and it ends up that this, I wouldn't say couple, maybe couple of friends, maybe more than friends, kind of getting vibes of jealousy through it. But you you eventually end up at an art gallery and from there, uh, all hell breaks loose. 
it, yeah, you mean that first story in the in the strip, or, or, or I mean the first story in the first issue? Yes, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. and Spy Seal number one. Um, yeah. <laughs> what? How did you come up with the idea of not only a spy, but it, like literally the title is what it's called? There's a seal that seems like he's about to become a spy, and. <laughs> And just a whole bunch of craziness happens within uh, this uh, 28-page uh, issue. Or I think it's, yeah, 28 pages, I believe. Yeah, the well, the character, I, the, what's strange about it was that this was a comic I drew when I was like 13 years old. I came up with this character, called, and I called him Spy Seal. And I drew him like in, you know, middle school. And uh, I just started sketching him again last year around, uh, around not last year, it was a year before, last on, on Halloween, I was just drawing these sketches of him again because I hadn't thought of him in a long time and just posted it online and everybody kind of freaked out and I was just getting messages for the next four days like people drawing um, you know, like fan art of him and people asking me like when is this comic coming out and I was like whoa what is going on like I was just like fooling around like just drawing this character and it's a silly little cartoon I drew as a kid but everybody really really liked it and was asking me more and more about like was this going to be a thing and when was I going to do start doing comics about it so yeah I was like wow I got I, I gotta try to like bring this character back but of course i had to think of in my adult career i hadn't really done anything in the spy genre so i had to think of something something interesting to do uh story-wise and just happened to come up with this idea where there's this um there's something fishy going on in these like no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's these art galleries that are being used as fronts to pass information from place to place uh you know to like russian spies and i don't know how i came up with that idea but uh yeah it just ended up being like all right this is this will be the first story now did I you came up with the title first i i thought of this like oh wouldn't it you know the title kind of popped in my head of like a phoenix like it would be cool to have this phoenix thing and that kind of the whole kind of story came from there of like oh it'd be cool to have this phoenix be like maybe have some kind of a and that's when i thought like some kind of art object something like the maltese falcon like why does everybody want this thing what's inside of it and that's kind of like what led me into this whole idea of like well it could be this like gallery and to make it even more confusing for these spies who are trying to figure out these british spies who are trying to figure out what's going on we could have multiple um, art objects that in the shapes of phoenix just like what's going on what's, what's the connection here now, did you come up with uh, Malcolm with the with the name Malcolm when you were young, or did this have to come full uh, come nowadays? Because you were like, oh, I have to give this seal a name. <laughs> yeah, this, that was something very recent. As you know, as I, when I started writing the script for the first story, I was like, okay, we well, people can't be like, hey, uh, seal. I was like, we'll have to give him a name, and you know, it's still a obviously a good title. People seem to really like the title. But I thought, yeah, I have to give him a you know an actual name so i thought of malcolm mcdowell who i really love and um um, david warner two actors that i really like two british actors i really like and i said well there you go malcolm warner that sounds like a good name for for and not only that we also have uh sylvia the bird that's that's what that's what i named i uh, did sylvia have a last name as well (laughs) i don't think i have a last name for her i think just yeah i think a lot of the characters just have their first names but i'm I'm hoping to to keep her in the story i kind of like their friendship yeah that's what that's what i want to know about what what is the story behind sylvia and malcolm 
so far? So far, the idea is that they're longtime friends, but she kind of wishes there was something more there. So, you know, she's a she's a very close friend, kind of wishes she could be even closer. Um, but she's more of just like a, you know, someone to uh, bounce ideas off of and then kind of help out whenever he has any kind of personal issues or problems. He can talk to her about things. It's very much like the Midge character uh, when I thought of her. When I thought about the art world, I said, well, you know, we can too on the nose to have him like you know how's how's he get introduced to this world and so well he can have a really good friend who's actually an artist a painter or something and i immediately thought of the midge character from uh, alfred hitchcock's vertigo yes now uh, uh, jimmy stewart's character and you know, he uh she helps him out with a lot of uh, things that he can't figure out on his own and, and i thought oh that's a great character i always love that friendship so it kind of creates something like that you know the story would be nice i i love where you're pulling all these ideas from and it and it seems like this world is going to be huge with that being said what's going to happen within our first story arc of spy seal well what's fun i i thought it'd be like you said he he's not really a spy in the beginning becomes one i thought that would be interesting when i because when i started i said well you know i guess we could just jump right into just any um story some you know some russian spy story or and i said either or i could just or i could start out with him not being a spy and his approach and so we'll kind of see him like training to become this like great field agent in this story and kind of learning like making mistakes and learning from those mistakes in this in this first uh, series i just thought that'd be really interesting to see kind of how he got involved in all of this so so will malcolm be a good spy at the beginning or will well, he kind of uh, trip over a couple of wires along the way. Yeah, he's, he seems to have really good instinct. Like a, I've kind of set it up where because he gets involved in something by accident and handles himself really well in that situation, he has this kind of instinct for it, but there's just certain things because he's never really done this work before that he needs to learn. So there's a little bit of stumbling along the way, but he usually um, pulls out of these scrapes or fumbles pr- pretty well like as the story goes on. Now... Um, how many with uh, obviously the first story arc uh, all planned out how many story arcs uh, do you already have planned you know i've I don't have a lot of it planned out. I, I do have the first four issues ready to go, um, but I kind of want these to be again like uh, those Tintin comics. I, there were there will be things that will continue in the story, but the actual plot of, of what's like what's involved in their missions that will that will change from each story arc to story arc. So that way you're kind of reading a completely different story with each new story arc. But the personal things about the characters, those things will continue whatever's going on there will continue and you know so if there there will be things that like well you know you should go back and read the first series to understand what's going on between this relationship here uh so so i'll have those things continue on but then the, but the actual missions will change so that we can take them to different parts of the world and make it really fun and adventurous so what are some of the things that you had to think about that were like oh wow i i never thought i'd have to think about stuff like that. a perfect example would be does does malcolm eat raw fish or does he eat normal fish <laughs> I thought I, I, they're pretty much they're pretty much uh, 
anthropomorphic characters. Like they are pretty, they are pretty human in the way they behave. But there are some things that, like, if it if it occurs to me, like, if I'm thinking, like, okay, well, this character Sylvia can't eat chicken. <laughs> yeah, like this character is a cat. So what could we do with that? Like, I think on the first page too, Sylvia is painting with one of her feathers on her hand, and just so if I can think of things like that, that just seem like, well, that'd be cool, you know, that'd be clever to just throw something like that in there. I will. Um, so yeah, as I go along, I think about things like that. Like, okay, well, he's a seal. Shouldn't he mostly do like on underwater missions? What she will do, we'll, uh, we'll kind of make him more of like a Navy SEAL. Um, excuse me. <laughs> no pun intended kind of, again. Kind of it's just, it just it would only benefit, right? Oh, that is so awesome. What are you so, most... So I'll move into that. Like right now, I'm just kind of like getting comfortable with the characters and, and trying trying to really get to know them. Like I said, I've written the story. I've written um, these characters, but, but you know, I always kind of leave things open so that I can continue exploring where what I can do with them and who they who they actually are as I go along. And then it'll be fun to, as, as I, I'm sure as I go along with this, hopefully I'll do more than one series of this because it'd be great to really think about the characters a little more deeply about, okay, he's a seal, so what else could he be really good at? You know, what would he be naturally good at doing? So. What are you most excited about for readers to get to in this first story arc? Um, well, it, issue two, it seems like the first issue is a lot of setup and, um, there's, there's action in there to be sure, but I feel like issue two is kind of where he actually starts, um, on his mission, on his very first mission as a field agent. So it gets really exciting there. And there's like a really fun car chase. It also looks like it's straight out of a Tintin comic because of the actual cars that I'm drawing. Um, so I think, yeah, issue two is when I was working on that, I was like, wow, I really can't wait for people to like read this issue. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. And, and it really kind of, the, the story actually starts really moving along. You don't really know much in the first one. because It's, it's um, just kind of coming to light what's happening, you know, at the very end of the story so second one's where it really gets rolling so was it hard to pitch this the image like look i want to make a comic and it's about a seal that's a spy and they're like that's interesting (laughs) that's the thing it was so easy because because like i said after the first four days i wasn't really going to mention anything i just thought i'd kind of wait and see how things go and be like well i'm gonna have to pitch this and yeah like how am i going to pitch this idea to image just this idea of this seal but uh yeah there was just so much there were so many like cartoonists asking to do like um backup stories and and uh which you do have in the first issue Yes, I do. Yeah, Joey Weiser does a does a really cool uh, ninja comic in the in the back of issue one. It's really great, and he like colored it. He got it done before I even started working on the comic. It was just amazing. <laughs> I was really excited about that. I was like, oh wow, this is really like this is really reminding me of like a destroyer duck, and in the back you'd have like brew, you'd have like a short brew strip or something like that. I just thought, oh, this will blend perfectly with my spice comic. But yeah, I guess after that first weekend, all that attention, and then I even had people asking. Uh, if they could show it to people at Paramount Studios. And I was getting a little scared. That's kind of where I was like, wait, I don't really have a copyright on this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Must I mean, run I, out like, and copyright immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have an old strip. from. I have like one surviving strip that I did of Spy Seal from like 1987. I'm like, could I use this to prove that like this is my character and I can't? <laughs> 
But I just thought, like, yeah, now I'll now I'll approach Image, and but once they saw the attention and everything, they were like, oh yeah, I mean that, that sounds great. Like, go ahead, just plan on doing that next. So that way, it had it attached to a publisher and wouldn't have to worry about anything. So look, if yeah, you... it's pretty crazy. There are a lot of people asking about it, and cartoonists doing like pinup art of it, like really nice work and stuff. And a friend of mine had had cosplayed, or, or I guess it was Halloween weekend, so dress up as Halloween is is spicy. No one had ever done a cosplay really of any of my characters that I can think of in the past. So I was just like, wow, this is crazy. I, I got to do this. <laughs> That'd be my next comic. That's so awesome. Uh, do you have any uh, other projects that you're working on currently? No, just just this right now. It's kind of taking my full attention. I uh, it's been a lot of uh, it's a lot of story for, for four issues. So the pages have like between like nine and fourteen panels a page. So it's really and I'm doing like all the writing and the art and the lettering and coloring everything on it. So I'm really giving my full attention to this right now. So now you you keep saying four issues. Is this first story arc going to be four or five issues? Uh, it's, the first one is four. Okay. Yeah, it's four issue stories. Yeah. All right. And then, of course, uh, last but not least, where can we find you on the Internet? Um, online, I, I'm on uh, Facebook and I'm on Instagram as well. Those are the two like social media things. I'm, and the only two things I'm on right now. So. And is it just your first and last name or? Yeah, just uh, Rich Tommaso on both of those. Yeah, and I, I post, uh, I try to post some pictures of pages as I'm working and I like to put up process stuff whenever I can. And so if you guys want an extremely fun comic that makes you feel like a kid again, not over exaggerated reading it, it's just so awesome and so simple, but the story is so fun, full of comedy and several other things. Go ahead and pick well, up. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, pick up a Spy Seal number one, which will be coming out August 16th of this year. So go ahead, head to your comic shops, put it on your pull list now because number one, I guarantee it's going to sell out, especially with all the all the hotness of everybody anticipating this comic. So make sure to get it on your pull list. Remember that is August 16th. Of course, you guys, you could follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at R-E-T-T-H-A-U-S or Comics After Dark on, once again, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all your geek news, comic book reviews, and more. Head to thathashtagshow.com. And for my weekly reviews, you could go to that hashtag show via YouTube and see all the comics that I read that I suggest you should or should not pick up and this is a comic i suggest you pick up once again i'm mtr also known as matherat until next time you guys later